0: baffles me that we haven't gotten a second wave of Kirkoan X-Men in Marvel Legends. Polaris in the comic books recently is depicted with her coffee. Like what is your ideal morning coffee situation? When I do drink coffee, it's a black coffee hot with one Splenda. And I believe that's also what Lorna would drink in real life. Daddy, Daddy, Cable. Daddy Cable, I would, I would <laughs> love that. I do love it. Shout out to the Powers of X-Men podcast. I just bragged it that Marvel Comics right now. Tender's death, like beaver. The... All right, Familia, Power of X Men, we're with. X-Men. Do you love Power of X Men? I love Power of X Men. Do I? Yes, I do. Boom, what's up, Familia? Day Spring here with an episode of Power of X Men. Power of X Men, celebrating 60 years of Children of the Atom. The X-Men just celebrated 60 years at the beginning of July. Thank you, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby for giving us so many great characters. So I woke up this morning. I'm still in New York because I'm commuting back and forth between Miami and New York. And my flight, as many of you know, was canceled a few days ago. So I was like, whatever, we'll just stay here up in the north and, and, and enjoy the lovely weather. Lovely weather, right? It's been raining. But... I was thinking of the Hellfire Gala and it's happening next week and I'm simultaneously dreading it while also being very excited for it. You know, we have long speculated that the Hellfire Gala, the annual Hellfire Gala number three this year is going to be a red wedding style event, right? I think the solicitations have all confirmed confirmed that <laughs> I think shit's going to go down at the Hellfire Gala this year. It's not going to be pretty. Right. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm kind of excited. I'm really excited about this because, you know, I think since Inferno and Trial of Magneto and 10 Lives and 10 Deaths of Wolverine, the Krakoan era X-Men have felt a bit discombobulated to, to, for me at least. And, you know, we had Judgment Day, which was not a very good crossover. And listen, I'm not trying to be shady towards the Eternals here, because I really much, I very much enjoyed that Eternals movie, but... The X-Men, as of late, the weeklies have been sort of lacking for me. Ah, I'm sorry to say, it breaks my heart to say that. But the Hellfire Gala, the third annual Hellfire Gala, is making me really excited for what could potentially be a revival of the weeklies for me. It's going to lead into Fall of X, and we're going to go from Fall of X into this really big I I call it an event I don't think it's an era it feels like more like an event to me because there is a reading guide there and it's you know Jean Grey issues one through five Iceman issues one through five you know it's it's very clearly delineated and oh and Miss Marvel one through five I don't know if Miss Marvel is part actually of the fall of X reading but it it is Miss Marvel the new mutant. (laughs) check out that video rant anyways so i'm like you know what the krakow and x-men regardless of how i personally feel about it right Familia? we talk about this all the time on the podcast we need to be objective sometimes when we're thinking about what's going on with the x-men i think the stories as of late are lacking, right? And I, I think I'm pretty accurate with that. You know, I, they may make some editorial decisions. I'm like, ah, I hate that. Or, oh, I love that. You know, like Exterminators. Exterminators by Leo Williams was a perfect book. However, you know, I'd like to look at things from a business publishing perspective. So regardless of what is happening with the X books right now, if they're going through a peak or a valley, there is no denying that Jonathan Hickman's Hoxbox, House of X and Powers of Ten revitalized the X-Men franchise. I was talking about this in the other video because I was uh, about Miss Marvel, the other video about Miss Marvel, because I I lived through, I was an active reader through the Inhumans era at Marvel, and they were significantly diminishing the X-Men, right? And sidebar, I, I love that certain sort of people, because I'm not happy with Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, being a mutant, and some people have been commenting and sliding back in the DMs saying, like, well, she was originally intended to be a mutant well storm was originally intended to be a cat movie mystique was supposed to be a snake cobra right things happen during the editorial process that change the character that is eventually published the character that's eventually published and as we know that character is who we love and and, and adore and in this case with miss marvel although originally intended to be a mutant no no doubt about that I'm not denying that She was published as an Inhuman, and she has a very good origin story as an Inhuman, and she has been successful as an Inhuman through Civil War II, through the Champions. So I, through her Disney Plus series, love that she's an Inhuman. And also, I want to live in a Marvel Universe where it's not just the mutants. I want to have the Inhumans thriving as well, right? I mean, again lived through that Inhumans versus X-Men era. Editorial was clearly pushing the Inhumans. There was a mandate that X-Men, you know, in uh, in other companies, X-Men are not allowed to be present in statue formats. We, we did not get Legends for X-Men for a minute, right? We're spoiled right now, especially as we talk about this video. But, you know, I think what I'm trying to say here is that, you know, the Krakoan X-Men came and... You know, we got the Fox-Disney merger, so the rights are back, right? This is all boils down to movie rights, right? That's why the X-Men were being marginalized, because Disney did not have the rights to the X-Men. From a film perspective, they were still with Fox, but Disney acquired Fox, and the X-Men film rights are back at Marvel, Disney, so we can all celebrate the X-Men again. It's very transparent. Listen, from a business perspective, I get it. I get it. We, I get it. Listen, I, I don't like it, but I get it. You know, you're going to invest in your billion-dollar properties that you have self-made. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so we got the film rights back to Disney. Jonathan Hickman, Jonathan Hickman comes on to the books, and we know it was originally supposed to be a really one-and-done pitch. We had Jordan D. White on the podcast. It was supposed to be a seven-issue mini, and then Hickman would be gone. It has morphed in, in, into an entire new era for the X-Men. When *Hawkspox* dropped, everyone was wild about it. it. It it has revitalized the X-Men as an IP, right? And. I know I say this, you know, as just myself, but I want the X-Men in the MCU. I want them to do all of the messy, you know, 90s X-Men. I want 80s X-Men. I want 60s X-Men. I want I want them to tell those stories first, and then I want them to get to Krakoa. Krakoa is such an essential part of the X-Men canon now. This era of Krakoa is fabulous. Are they going to still be on Krakoa following the Hellfire Gala, right? I don't know. I'll give you some tea. I think there is chat. I've heard that there has been murmur on the back end about whether or not to keep the X-Men on Krakoa. I think it would be a mistake not to keep them on Krakoa. I think just tell better stories. And we'll get into some of my, like plot points that I'm not really wild about, to be honest with you. But, you know, as we go through the characters on this list. But anyways, I really think Krakoa has done wonders for the X-Men brand. Keep Krakoa alive and well. Make it a more fleshed out island right i'm still kind of c- unclear on like how do young mutants who go there where, where do they go to school are there restaurants other than the green lagoon bar on Goa? right I, I i want a little bit more of these uh of, of, of the day-to-day life in Krakoa to be fleshed out. Make it a cool island. Right now, it's just kind of like this nebulous blob with a lot of trees. And, you know, we have uh, the Iraqi. We have, you know, we, we we have all these different teams with their own towers. But I'm like, where, where do people go for food? And, and I know Krakoa apparently creates its own food. And, like, when you do the dishes, you know, we saw it with Scott, and there's, like, a slime that cleans it. Sure, but... Flesh it out on a little bit more day-to-day life. Don't make them so non-relatable is what I'm saying. But I want the X-Men to stay on Krakoa is where this rant is going. And given the popularity of Krakoa with fans, I'm shocked we haven't gotten a second wave of Krakoa and X-Men in Marvel Legends. It's baffling to me. I mean, we got that first wave with Wolverine, Cyclops, Magneto, Xavier, Marvel Girl, <laughs> Marvel Girl, Moira, Mega Sentinel, and the Tri-Sentinel, which... I, why didn't they just do Nimrod, right? They released Nimrod as a box set with Phantom X and Psylocke. Might as well have just done Nimrod. Let's build a figure for this. I think people would have been so excited for that. But that was a very safe beef. That was the the cover of Hox One, I understand. Get those characters out of the way. You know, everyone's going to want an Xavier. Everyone's going to want a Marvel girl. Everyone's going to want the Magneto in his white costume. Like, I get it. Be safe. But now give us some good characters and we haven't, right? We, we we got the Chode wave, you know, which is a great wave. But like, as I've mentioned in the past, it's a very eclectic group of X-Men kind of put together here. So I wasn't really sure. I'm I I i I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen a wave two of and X-Men. So I have a wish list here of and X-Men. I want to see and era X-Men only. And this list started off because I was like, oh, I want to do like a top... I want Marvel Legends list, right? As if this was AOL keyword Marvel. And I was on the Toy Biz forum in 1996, and I'm being scolded by other people, but like, oh, your wish list is unrealistic. So I, I made this long list, and I was like, well, you know what? They're, for a variety of reasons, would I like to see these characters in this kind of wave or this kind of, you know, or this kind of approach to legends? So I kind of started like bringing everything down, you know, honing it so I can create multiple lists in the future because we love talking about Marvel Legends here. But this is specifically just Krakoan era X-Men. Krakoan era X-Men wave. And I encourage all of you in the comments below to tell us, tell the community, which Krakoan X-Men you want to see in a Marvel Legends wave. There's a lot right? There's so many characters. One of the characters I wanted to include here was Nightcrawler, and I wanted, you know, his Legion of X look, but I was like, well, we kind of got a Nightcrawler already, so mm, you know, that can kind of double, right? So, you know, I'm trying to make a list here that I think is realistic, uh, a list that I think would sell in the market that fans would be really excited for. Some have never been in Marvel Legends format. I'm going to start, so I'm going to start from my least To my most wanted on this list. I want them all to be very clear, but let's rank them here. And I'll have one bonus figure, which I think will be fun. All right. So I have eight figures on this list. I'm putting an optional bonus figure and a built-up figure. All right. Coming in at number eight is Talon. I think that if you're going to have a Wolverine in this wave, you have to give us talent. X-23 Laura Wolverine is an icon. She's having an anniversary next month, 20 years since she was created in the episode title X-23 on X-Men Evolution on August 2nd, 2003. Shout out to Jonathan Loves X-Men. But this is Laura who goes into the vault along with Sink and Darwin, and stays in the vault and comes out and realizes that she's been resurrected. So we have another Laura Wolverine running around, and this is the one that originally went in. So both of them are technically 616 Laura Wolverine. So... In order to differentiate herself, she is now talent. I think the design looks great. She has a relationship with Sync. She has been front and center in the books. We can always use some more Laura Wolverine X-23 Figures out there so i would love this so much i guess this is their solution to old man logan this is old woman laura (laughs) essentially i love the character i think she's so much fun i'm so happy to see her it's such a great interpretation of her but you know one thing i will say it raises a question that of is the wolverine laura that we have right now is she just a is this our real lore? What constitutes a real lore? Again, these are things that now you're getting into DC territory, right? And one thing I will tell you that I've always appreciated about Marvel versus DC is how streamlined a lot of their stories are. It's, sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? Sometimes there's a lot going on with Phoenix, Madeline Pryor, and Jean Grey, right? Sometimes Courtney Ross and Saturn Nine, you're like, huh? Ah? But for the most part, there is in continuity explanations for everything that sort of streamlined the story. And if you read it enough and try to process it enough, you understand those sci fi fantasy elements. But this I'm like, uh, you kind of have your cake and you're eating it, too. Right. This isn't a Laura from an alternate future. Right. Who lost everything. And it's now in the present, like how they did with old man Logan. Right. This is. R616 Laura, who's been on Earth in the vault and comes out and is older because she has been there for centuries or a century. I'm forgetting how the story went, but they also resurrected Laura Wolverine. And now you have two of them there. But anyways, regardless of how complicated the story is, that's an episode for another day. I think Wolverine, Talon, Laura, we need her. I, I want her and she's coming in at number eight on my list. Number seven. On my list is going to be Kid Cable. I want Kid Cable. He came in during the exterminated crossover. He came in during the exterminated crossover. He was responsible for resurrecting Cyclops after he died in IVX. Oh no, it was Death of X that he died, but the IVX era. He was in Ten of Swords. And it was the first time that we really got to see Gene and Cyclops be a co-parent situation when dear ten of swords gene looks at cyclops and it's like let's get our boy back i know i listen i've read the adventures of cyclops and phoenix but it had been such a long time since gene had been dead gen dean people forget gene has been dead in the comics for about 16 years until she was brought back in phoenix resurrection she was dead for a good a long time and the adventures of cyclops and phoenix happen in the 90s so it has been a minute since we have seen gene and cyclops parent and i think with kid cable gave them an opportunity to parent and i again i love that scene in ten of swords where gene is like let's go get our son that was so beautiful you know kid cable can come with his light of galador sword that he had also, lots of big guns and accessories. I give him the flaming eye as well. I love his haircut. He made an appearance recently in X-Men where they were like, Hey, cable's here to stop the third Hellfire Gala from happening. Keep him on ice because if we kill him, another cable will come. I thought it was really thought that was really interesting how they did that. So he's still playing a big part here in the Kricoan X-Men, super excited to 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 welcome him on in a Crocoan wave, I just think if you're going to do Crocoan, what is identifiable and iconic? I think Kid Cable is one of them. Okay, so coming in at number six, and let me tell you something. This is probably one of the characters i looks for a character this is probably one of the looks for a character i really desperately want <laughs> but i'm trying to be realistic here because there are other characters on this list who haven't had a figure before and you know she has since changed her costume so you know what are the odds of it happening i don't know but this is a personal want of mine this is probably one of my biggest wants i want soul region hellfire gala year 1 storm oh my god this look Broke the internet. Everyone loved this. Her hair as a cloud, her tiara on the sides, the look. Oh, I, you know what, one word to describe this, iconic. And I know I say iconic a lot in my Instagram stories, but when we talk about iconic costumes, this is one of them. This will one day go down as one of Storm's best looks. Right now, she has a different look in the comics. She's doing that Brotherhood on on Mars look. It's fine. You know, it's good. Storm has always been traditionally a punk character. So, you know, she's had punk elements in her costumes before. That's fine. No, it's fine. It looks good to me. But if I had to pick one, it would be Hellfire God, Year One, Soul Regent Storm. It is a figure that just pops right off of the, the the panel. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, we should get a Hellfire Gala wave. I'm like, I don't know if a Hellfire Gala wave is doable, but I think there are some looks from the Hellfire Gala that are doable as figures. And this is number one by far in a league of its own is this costume. It just looks absolutely wonderful. I love it so much. Give her accessories with like electricity on her hand, you know, give us a whole shebang, but the, the key element for me is going to be her hair being a cloud. You know, that's, oh god, just even thinking about this figure, I want it so badly. Soul Regent Storm coming in at number six. Number five! Number five is a character I think everyone wants, and that is Irene Adler, aka Destiny. This is a figure that, You know, I think in 2002, we would have never thought was possible. And now because Hasbro is absolutely killing it with their turnout of characters, both obscure and A-listers, has really, really just nailed it in the market. So we need an Irene Adler. She is Mystique's wife. She sits on the council. She was a big part of House of X. Fun fact, she has played a big part in a lot of X-Men stories, Days of Future Past. Age of Apocalypse. She's the one who comes to Legion during Legion Quest to tell him that he needs to murder <laughs> Magneto. She is the reason why in Excalibur, in Age of Apocalypse, they go after her because she needs to confirm Bishop's stories. During Extreme X Men, the Extreme X Men are going after her diaries, the Diaries of Destiny. They also played a role in Endangered Species and in Messiah Complex. So Irene Atler we need to get her in marvel legends format traditional costume what she has right now the big old helmet the big old chrome helmet you want to give us a swappable head that's great i want her as older irene i don't i'm fine with the younger irene it makes sense that they're going to resurrect her mystique would be like hey i resurrected you my wife and i resurrected you at a younger age But that's fine. But for me, the character is always going to be older with the white hair. I think I love her so much. Irene Adler is probably one of my favorite X-Men. Growing up, I just thought there was so much mystique surrounding the character. And and so much, you know, nebulous history that I didn't quite understand was piecing together. So I think we absolutely need a Destiny Irene Adler. Oh, I would it would slap so hard. So number five is Destiny. Number four is going to be SYNC. We need SYNC. We we already got Generation XM. We already have Banshee out there. We got a new Emma. We have Chamber. We have a lot of Jubilee figures. We need SYNC. It's clear they're going to be doing Generation X. Give us the whole Generation X team. You can save a spot in a future wave by putting SYNC on the Fracoan X-Men wave. He's been part of the official inaugural X-Men um, since the first Hellfire Gala. He is a wonderful character. He has a relationship with Laura Talon that has been front and center. You can get away with putting him in the Generation X costume, and I don't think anyone would mind. I know he's had, you know, a different uniform in the comics, but you can put him in the Generation X Costume, no one will mind. Everyone will be really happy. Sink it's one of those characters that we need. Okay. So the next are the our top three figures. And then of course I'll talk about an optional, optional figure that we can, you know, swap out anyone on this list that I think we should get. That, that is out of that. But anyways, these top three figures, I am telling you, I want them. I really, truly want them. I am literally refreshing. I refresh Twitter's Marvel Legends hashtag, Marvel Legends on Instagram, everywhere, just to see if one day we are going to get these figures. And if if we're up to me, number three would be number one because this is a personal bias, but I'm putting in number three as Doug Ramsey with the Warlock Arm and the Warlock Sword. Now, we've had Ryan Ting on the podcast, and he sort of alluded to the fact that there had been talks of a new mutants, you know, exclusive in the same way they did Danny, Wolfsbane, and Karma, but it would be the male version of that. Ah, ah, I, I, no, I, thank you, but no. <laughs> We already have a sunspot figure, right? We already have a cannonball figure. What we don't have is a Doug Ramsey figure, and I don't need him in that generic New Mutants outfit. He is a voice of Prokoa, and his new look looks so great with the warlock arm. I loved him during Ten of Swords with the warlock sword. Oh, it just looks so good. Doug Ramsey has played an integral role on Krakoa, he is responsible for establishing the nation, establishing communication, establishing Krakoan language. He is an essential part of Krakoa. We're getting—if we're going to get a wave two, he needs to be on it. Doug Ramsey needs to be on it. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. And I want him in this costume. I do not want him in the New Mutants costume. He has graduated from being a New Mutant. He is 100% one of the leaders on Krakoa. I want this. Doug Ramsey. Okay, number two. Number two is, and this is a character everyone wants. I think this is a unanimous character that everyone has said they have wanted. It's on everyone's wish list. Everyone's like, why don't we have this character? We need to complete the the Quiet Council. It's Exodus, Exodus. We need Exodus. In Marvel Legends format, he can be, you can get away with him being in his acolyte outfit, right? Because we love our good 90s callbacks here, um, especially Marvel Legends formats. But we can get, but if we get Exodus in, in one costume or another, I mean, the costumes are similar enough. <laughs> Don't come at me in DMs about it. The costumes are similar enough. If you want to do him as a member of the Krakon Council, great. If not, again, his acolyte outfit. But this is one of the characters that everyone wants. He's so beloved by fans all around, all right. Number one, and it baffles me that we haven't gotten this figure yet. Is Captain Britain, Betsy Braddock? When Dawn of X was announced, and we saw the Excalibur title, that iconic image of Betsy holding her sword up aloft—it threw us all for a loop. We were so excited. We love that costume. She looks so great with the flowers in her hair and the cape. I think Excalibur and Otherworld stories ha- and Knights of Axe, you know, have all been kind of a hard sell for a lot of readers. I think Timmy Howard's a really great writer, but I think she gets lost in her own lore. I love it when, you know, if, if Hickman is a little too cold and sterile in his dialogue, you know, Howard is kind of the opposite she dives really deep into her lore but my favorite combo is always hickman and howard when they write a book together that empire issue they wrote and that x the the ten of swords issue they wrote as well i believe it was called stasis i love 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 it when they come together That's all to say though, that there was a lot of hype for Betsy in this costume. I don't think the hype has been delivered, but that does not take away from the fact that she has been front and center in the Krakoan age and her costume slaps. It's a great costume. Give us so many accessories with this. Give us so many psionic swords, blades, butterflies, whatever you can come up with. Give us a good cape. Put the flowers in her hair. Give us a lavender hair. Give us swappable heads. I want this figure more than anything. And, you know, I think Betsy you know is one of those characters that's always going to be popular this costume has been has proven to be very popular we just need it in marvel legends format it baffles me that we haven't gotten it in marvel legends format right all right so those are my eight figures i would like to see right i know i'm stretching it with eight figures all right and our build a figure is going to be are you ready rasputin And originally I was thinking like, oh, Rasputin would be on the list and, you know, we get a Krakoan gate, right, as a -a Build-A-Figure or Krakoa itself as a -a Build-A-Figure. But the more I thought about it, you got to do a character like Rasputin, right? And you cannot just throw in reusable parts. She has to be 100% unique, kind of like the Mantis figure from the Guardian's Wave, right, where they engineered it specifically for Build-A-Figure format. She needs to be a bit oversized. She needs to have a wonderful paint deco. She needs to really pop on the shelf. Rasputin is undeniably a breakout star from the Hawkspox era. Anytime I post something about her, there's thousands upon thousands of engagement. Like it's insane. She is so beloved. Since Sense of Sinister, she is now on Krakoa with. The her fellow mutants. I was going to say the X-Men. I still get confused. It's, I interchange Krakoa and X-Men a lot, so I apologize for that sidebar. But Rasputin, she is a flagship of the Hawkspox era. So that is who we need as our built-up figure. And we could call it the Rasputin Wave, which I would be so happy to call it the Rasputin Wave, right? Give her the big old sword. Give her her beautiful side braid. Everything, the reds in her costume. Let it pop. Oh, I just want her so badly. All right, so that's our list. Let's go over it one more time: Talon, Kid Cable, Soul Regent, Storm, Destiny, Sink, Doug Ramsey with the Warlock arm and sword, Exodus, Captain Britain, and a build a figure Rasputin. Now, there's one character that I just I think she should be on the wave, but I was like ah, I'm going to be hitting nine, and that's not realistic. That that she would have to come for a wave three, right? So let's just say we do get a wave three of of Marvel Legends Krakoa and X Men, but. Um, then we can, we, we can speculate and put it, you know, do another list where we talk about, then we can do another list where we talk about what a wave three should look like. Right. But you know, let's just get wave two first. So as a bonus figure, I'm going to put Polaris. She was the first one to win the X-Men vote. She stopped the internet when we saw her with her cup of coffee. Everyone loved it. She was on X-Factor with Leah Williams And she has just been front and center in Trial of Magneto. She has a story with Wanda that's been explored in the Steve Orlando series. She's part of the House of M. Polaris with her cup of coffee. We love Emma Dumont here, so we love Polaris a lot as well. So let's make sure we get that figure. All right, Familia, that is it for this episode. Drop your feels in the comments below. We are celebrating 60 years of X-Men here. I will say, I have yet to see Marvel adequately celebrate 60 years of X-Men here, but you know, that's a conversation for another day. Anyways, Familia, drop your feels below. Who do you want to see in a wave two of X-Men Krakoa? Let us know in the comments, slide into our DMs, and we'll see you guys next week.